0: Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey, how are you, my friends? How has your week been? It is Sunday evening as I'm recording this, and I'm a bit behind schedule working on this episode. This past week has been both very full and quite wonderful. I've been soaking up the last few days with my mama in town before she flies back to Germany, and on top of that, my mind has been quite full as our family is working on Well, the realization of some new adventures and it's the end of the summer. So I've also been getting myself ready for a new school year. My two oldest go to a Waldorf homeschool hybrid program three days a week. And then we also put a really big emphasis on learning and curiosity at home as well that I've kind of been preparing for. And then, of course, getting ready for the retreat that is coming up. So I will admit that my week hasn't felt particularly slow and life hasn't felt particularly simple. But that is the beauty of softening into this world, to recognize that these full weeks prepare oneself for the next season of rhythm and calm and that naturally we ebb and flow just like the ocean I hope you have grabbed yourself a cup of something cozy as you listen to this Um, I did not this time around because it's actually 10 p.m at night and normally I would already be sleeping but I enjoyed the warm evening weather and spent some time outside and i'm now recording that the kids have gone to bed and the house is quiet however i have been noticing lately that i've i've been slowly starting to crave the more comforting flavors of the seasons ahead kind of like cinnamon and, and cardamom but i'm bracing myself and i'm still sticking with simple cappuccinos for now so i hope you are comfortable and ready to talk about something very important and very dear to me. As a matter of fact, it might just be the single most important thing to talk about when it comes to the well-being and the self-care of mothers. And that community. I'm sure you are very familiar with the saying, it takes a village. And historically, you know, that refers to to the truth that it does take a village to raise our children. However, I want to argue that it also takes a village to raise a mother. One of the quotes in my motherhood memoir, Milk and Coffee Years, uh, that still feels as true to me today as when I first wrote it, was the, the sentence, As a mother, I have simultaneously felt an intense longing for solitude and loneliness, never alone, yet lonelier all the same. Have you ever felt this? As mothers, we are hardly ever alone, always surrounded by noise, always touched, Um, and yet it can be a very lonely experience. And sometimes it can even feel quite isolating. We need community as much as we need water and nourishing food and shelter. When I feel tired and burnt out or sad or frustrated, but also in those other times when I feel whole and content, it is the people I surround myself with that holds me and that lifts me and it lifts my my dreams and holds my ideas we all need to feel acknowledged and heard and held by people that are dear to our hearts. I think that is just our humanness. We are simply not meant to do life alone. I think in past centuries, motherhood was often very hard, and um, mothers were plagued by war and famine and poverty and the birth of of very many children, and also the loss of many children. But there were also more intergenerational connections and more tribal togetherness, more communal setups. Simply, there was definitely more village. And my standard of life is so much better these days than that of my great-grandmother or my grandmother. And I'm so very grateful for that but the one thing that has fallen away is that that community feeling that tribe that is so detrimental to our well-being the village has gone missing and while we have everything these days we are often starving for meaningful connection and let's face it help and authentic support. Creating community for yourself is a vulnerable thing. It is hard to find and it's hard to build nourishing friendships. At least it can feel that way. So what can we do to build a sacred community for ourselves? And actually, what do I even mean when I say sacred community? I'm Talking about truly meaningful relationships, deep friendships that feel aligned and give us the safe space to show up as our whole selves, the good bits and the hard parts. Sacred community is not judgy, it is not based on status or income, it is not dependent on place and time, meaning, I, I certainly think it can extend to friendships online though I do believe it is important to have that flesh and blood closeness to people around you. Sacred community feels like being able to talk openly, to share in confidence, to hold each other up, but also to hold each other accountable too, to go deep. And it is unpretentious and it is imperfect, just like we are. Sacred community is built on shared values, but it can hold opposing opinions. It can ask questions with curiosity and kindness. And it fills you more than it drains you. It gives you more than it takes from you. But how do we find that? Or rather, how do we build that? How can we be conscious architects of our communities? ensuring they reflect the beauty and authenticity we cherish within ourselves. As we build and nurture our village, we nurture our own growth and well-being. So here are a few things that came to my mind that, um, that have worked for me in the past and that I think are really important in order to find community. So first of all, be open and be brave. Approach friendships and community building like you would finding a romantic partner. Go out and flirt. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, sometimes as mothers, we are out and about with our kids or by ourselves and we see other mothers that look so energetically aligned and we sort of watch them from a distance and uh, you know, maybe even admire them. And we just may not have the courage to just walk up and approach them. But I I really want to encourage all of us to bravely approach anyone that looks like they could be a good match for us. I know this is scary because nobody wants to be rejected, but more often than not, people respond in a much kinder, welcoming way than we imagine. You really have nothing to lose, but everything to gain from making the first step when it comes to friendships. We are very quick to assume that others might not be interested in us, but we really don't have any evidence of that. As a military spouse, I move every couple of years and have to literally start from scratch, building myself a local community. And I have learned to just approach mothers at coffee shops, at parks, at the grocery store. you know, really anywhere. When I first arrived in Oklahoma, I spotted two mothers and their kids in a nature trail. And my mind went, oh, what are they doing here? It's a Tuesday morning. They must be fellow homeschooling, nature-loving mamas. And I just didn't even think about it. I just walked over and introduced myself. And not only did that get my foot into the door of a local homeschool nature group, but I also really became fast friends with those two women. Community is is so much about sharing knowledge and a village is a hub of learning as much as it is their community. Uh, It is a place where we exchange ideas about values like sustainable living or simplifying or holistic health and self-discovery. And so it can be very helpful To put ourselves in the path of the right people for us by signing up to workshops or book clubs or other local events in order to meet mothers that could turn into our own sacred village. Not to just be passive bystanders, but to actively approach finding those friendships. I think our children serve as such a wonderful example of that. They make it look so easy. They approach each other with ease and a simple, can I play? Somewhere along the way, we start feeling really self conscious and fearful. But I think we have so much to gain if we can just go back a little bit to that, to that sort of, can I play attitude when we meet new people? And then, of course, technology can be a beautiful bridge to village building too. We can find like minded souls online globally. And expand our community beyond geographical boundaries. That has really opened up the world for us if we use it well. It can be so rich and beautiful to craft a virtual village that complements and completes our physical one. My second advice for sacred village building is to be vulnerable. And by asking you to be vulnerable, I don't mean to be exploitative with your own emotions, but rather to approach the community with other mothers with honesty. Some days that may look like sharing joy, and some days that may look like sharing tears. But I I really think we all need to stop pretending we are something that we are not, or to portray our mother self a certain way to act as if we always have it all together. There's already so much pressure from outside forces that want or need us to be all these things and all at once. So I think it is really important that when we're among other mothers, we speak honestly and freely about the things that we are not or the things that add pressure to our lives and the things that feel really hard as as much as the things that come easy to us conversations that don't touch on our troubles or worries or other vulnerable aspects of life are honestly quite frankly pretty boring they offer no emotional reward there is no growth in pretending we are all already perfect there is no healing in that there is no moving forward small talk is is really the antidote to a fulfilling exchange Only if we are being open with each other and by admitting defeat every once in a while and celebrating our victories, whether they're big or small, that's how we foster meaningful relationships. I personally always try to share vulnerably as I feel it invites vulnerability and honesty in return. And yes, that could also make me vulnerable to get hurt. But in my experiences, um, my experiences is that it has always been worth it. I think it is necessary to take a few emotional risks in order to get to a really intimate connection. My third advice is to be patient. Building a village takes time. Sometimes our closest friendships have developed over years. And new friendships are like little baby plants that need to dig their roots deep into the soil first before they can grow and start blooming. Building friendships with other mothers that are also in the thick of it may require that extra dose of patience. After all, you you may want to sincerely connect and you may truly cherish someone and you still may not be able to see them as much as you want between schedules and leaps and, oh, she woke up with a fever and, oh, I'm just so tired and differing nap schedules and, oh, let's get together soon, but my mom's not doing well and I don't have childcare and my father just passed and I really miss you, but also, and I was already putting their shoes on when he started throwing up. I mean, it can be so hard to make the time for meaningful connection in motherhood. Often the times we most crave it are the hardest ones to physically connect. Friendships in this season look different than friendships in seasons past, and with patience and grace and forgiveness and a good deal of spontaneity, we can overcome them. Sometimes a sincere I can't but I want to know I really value you anyways or a voice message or a phone call can really go a long way in between those get-togethers. I think by now we have understood and learned that quality goes a long way over quantity and that is the same for our friendships. And that leads me right into my next bit of advice though and that one is to be diligent. While I just said that it's harder to make time and that is totally okay, it is important to remember that friendships are based on reciprocity. Friendships are an energetic exchange. It is about the giving and the receiving. So while time is limited, we cannot have expectations without being willing to make an effort. I think the difference between having friendships and having a deeply supportive community and and also the very core of the, the village is the willingness to treat the mothers in your life as if they are beautiful wildflowers and to pour into them and to tend to them with gentle care like you would with your own inner gardens. To love on them and to make them feel seen and to make them feel heard. I think it is easy to have our egos get stuck on the receiving part versus the giving, and that truly goes for everything in life. But especially when it comes to our friendships, it is important to remember that we need to pour into them in order to grow, and it is important to celebrate each other's successes fully and without jealousy or comparison. So water those friendships and soon you will be surrounded by a blooming field of beautiful wildflowers. But now here's my last bit of advice. Be kind to yourself. Now, I don't want you to take my beautiful flower analogy and go punish yourself. Remember, the blooming field happens when you also get poured into enrich her. Have the courage to walk away from a hurtful friendship. We cannot be for everyone, and everyone cannot be for us. Don't walk away because of a hard conversation or some differing op- opinions. I think that it's totally okay. But don't stick around if you have to bend and bend and bend the core of who you are to be liked and to be respected. If we bend too hard, we break. A sacred community of women will hold each other up and not break each other down. The beauty of getting older and growing into myself is that I am no longer willing to spend my precious time with people I don't generally enjoy. I choose my friends and my community carefully. I only have this one life and it does matter who I surround myself with. And so I'm always building and working on my sacred mother community. And I also let friendships go. I still wish these women well. And some of them I I care for deeply. And I hold our memories tight. But our lives simply do not align anymore. And if I can't be all of myself around someone, unfortunately I cannot stay. In this fast-paced world, it's crucial to slow down and cultivate a sense of belonging and connectedness and and to curate a holy community that uplifts us and inspires us deeply if you have felt lately that you would really like to take a risk and a big step in connecting with women in a very intimate and wholesome way i can only remind you of my end of summer wellness retreat that i'm hosting in southport maine at the end of september As I'm recording this episode, um, we have three beds left to fill. And at our three-night, four-day retreat called The Pause, you will be able to find deep rest, healing conversations, breath work, gentle movement, um, embodied poetry, yoga, the most amazing food, and of course, cherished community with other mothers as we sit in circle and share meals around the table. You can find all the information for that at www.the-pause.com or you can contact me through Instagram at The Pause Retreats. I, for one, am beyond excited for my weekend away in Maine as I know that the honest conversations and the meditations and the being in nature together Will fill my cup for months to come. We have really created a thoughtful, bespoke experience for the lucky mothers and that, that can get away in the season. And to say it with my friend Lee's words: When sisters gather, and the wind breath spirit blows, and seeds are scattered, and nurturing happens, even when we're unaware. Magic is unfolding. So remember, lovely friends, that village building is a journey and not a destination. It requires intention and compassion and patience. Let's be conscious architects of our sacred village. When mothers are well, children are well, and the world becomes a better place. I hope I was able to pour into you with this episode and I want you to know that I'm thankful for you and I cherish you and I'm excited to keep watering the wildflower garden that is the milk and coffee podcast community. Reach out to me at any time. I would love to hear from you. Goodbye friends of the sun. See you next week. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, let me know where you like to listen to my podcast, or write to me, and most importantly, tell all your friends about milk and coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith. And subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee, or go to my webpage www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey, and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?